and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 164. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, once again, we do have a man on the other side of the bike. His name is Jason Woodforth. Many of you would know him as the ICN Queensland president here in Australia. And we've actually had Jason on the podcast a number of times in the past. However, today is a pretty special episode because we are now 10 days out from the ICN national titles here in Australia for season B of 2022. And we thought there'd be no better time to actually get Jason on the podcast to really talk about everything that's going to be happening at that show, because I believe, forgive me if I'm wrong, but this is actually the first Australian Nationals title in season B that we've had where all states can attend since 2019. Is that correct? Yep, I think that is correct. Yeah, so it's a well-anticipated show for a number of competitors. It's been a few years that I'm sure a lot of people have been looking forward to this, but 10 days out. Yeah, exciting. Can't wait, especially after the epic uh, two days of um, the state titles. Just amazing. Yeah, I think that would actually be a really good point to start off on, Jason, is, you know, these past two weekends, we've had the ICN Tropics show. We've had the ICN Brisbane Classic. How was your experience at those shows? Well, I don't do um, Tropics. Um, I don't go up there anymore because Scotty's got so well run, doesn't need a hand, and he's got a great team up there. Um, but it look, by looking at the Tropics on um, social media, it looked amazing. Mm. You know, just literally like one of his biggest shows in years, and it just looked just so good. Uh, great bodies on stage, big lineups. Um, you know, the, fun, uh, the, the, the strange one with the big lineups was a misfigure 50 plus. Um, he had nine, I had 10. It's like, you know, season A last year and this year, I think was between eight and 12 girls in the whole of Miss Figure and Miss Figure 50 plus alone 10. Just, I didn't see this coming. From all the posing classes, I just didn't see Miss Figure 50 plus going boom. And they brought such great, um, great bodies. Um, actually, one of the toughest divisions of the day on Sunday was actually over 50s, I think it was fitness or sports. All six of them, amazing bodies. Like, where do we go? Who do we pick? Um, yeah, just amazing. The, the age groups that really brought um, the, the conditioning, the muscle, and the, 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 the symmetry, just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It is pretty darn incredible. And the, it's not just a case of numbers because, of course, every season the numbers are starting to climb. But it's just the standard as well. Mm. Like, everyone's really, really showing up with their A game. Yep, yep absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And if you don't bring your A game, yeah. Yeah, but um, the good thing with the two weeks is it's more than enough time for people just to uh, change a few things up. Um, it could be just a little bit of conditioning, just some posing um, that needs to be tweaked, that sort of thing. Um, and before you know it's a new body. Um, I know we've got a question coming up, so I'll wait for it and, and sort of go through a bit more of that in a, in a, in a moment. I'll wait for that. I won't digress as awesome. I Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely coming off a high from this past weekend with the ICN Brisbane Classic. And oh, no, 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 that was the Queensland State Championships. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, the so, Risen Classic season. Eight. And sorry, just a couple of fun facts in that one. Um, both shows ran exactly nine hours and 15 minutes, both running 15 minutes ahead of schedule. We were at one stage up to 45 minutes ahead on the Sunday. But as we always said, we'll always be ready one hour early. It's so important um, because we wavered between being on time to 20 minutes in front, then five minutes in front, then 35 minutes in front, 50 minutes in front. And we ended up being just 15 minutes in front by the end. Um, and look, it's always a guess. Those times are always a guess, um, but we get them pretty close and just be allowing, just allow time for it to be either side. You know, last year we ran 45 minutes late. It is what it is. 
Yeah. And when in the scheme of things, you got to look at it and say, it's only 45 minutes. So they go, it's 45 minutes. No, it's only 45 minutes. That's all it is. It's it's like watching a TV show. Just go and watch your, you know, your half hour or your nine news, whatever. Hey, there, there is. That's all it is. So don't don't. There's one thing I, I give a tip about is don't panic about us being um, early or late. Just go. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes, mate. 20 minutes. You know, because um, I did hear on Saturday. I think we were only 15. We were only 15 minutes ahead, and I'd heard from one of my staff saying, "Oh, they're panicking because you're running fast." I'm like. We're 15 minutes ahead of what our guess was. <laughs> it's 15. If you're not ready 15 minutes before, why? You know, and, and again, if your time is 11 o'clock, remember that we're going to be grabbing you like at 10.30, okay, to come in the pump-up room around that 10.40 and then go to the other side of the pump-up room at 10.50 and then come down the chute at 10.55. Your, your stage time of 11, you really have to think of, I'm ready by, by 10. Mm-hmm. And if you know that we're running late by 45 minutes, well, make it 45 minutes later that you get ready. Um, but if you know we're running half hour early, we'll get ready a little bit a touch earlier. Um, and uh, uh, Sheep Beauty, Hannah and the team do an amazing job making sure everyone is ready if we are running early. Uh, but again, just keep, it's, it's a it's a guess. It's an approximation. Um, we always say to tell your friends to come an hour early because you never know. We could be early as we were and then we ended up on time. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, you know, we're talking about bodybuilders here, people who train for a number of years and then they diet for six plus months for that show day, you'd Mm. hope that they're used to being well prepared (laughs) and hopefully (laughs) not leaving everything until the last minute. But, you know, for this national show that's coming up next weekend, what can the competitors, what can the spectators, what can everyone really expect? Because this is a big event now. Like, uh, of course, like we've also got some international competitors coming too. Yeah, so um, on the Saturday, it's it is a little bit of a bugger how we've had to set it up because we've got the pro show on the sun, on the Saturday night, um, and it needs to be on the Saturday night. It's not going to work on a Sunday night. It needs to be on the Saturday night. We need to run all the open divisions who then qualify in their height classes for a pro card, and we've just got the, the full program on the Saturday. And unfortunately, we've got to put the age groups on the Sunday um, and the mummers and the rookies, etc. There's just unfortunately no other way we could do it. It's the best way we'd work the program out. And look, we get that some people might not be able to do both days and um, you know, we're going to get miss out on entry uh, on, on entries. But unfortunately, it is what it is. The Sunday Saturday night um, program, the pro show, the night of, the pro night of champions has been a huge success in Melbourne for the last couple of years. Um, especially the convention center where they have it, uh, like sellouts um, and the, the quality that comes with those pro shows, just amazing. You know, we've got angels, swimsuits, uh, the streetwear divisions there as well. So it's going to be a real spectacle. So really looking forward to that. Um, going back to the Saturday morning and afternoon program, that's again, all the opens plus the Oceana. Now with that, the, um, you can go on the Oceana and go up against the Kiwis and there may be some other island countries coming. So you can do, uh, you can jump in with them as well. So, and that's, that's a world title. So if you compete in the Oceana divisions, that's actually a world title because it is up against other countries. That's incredible. So yeah, I think that was one of the questions that was asked is the case of like, what is the difference between if a competitor wanted to enter into the open and wanted it to enter into the Oceana? Like Thank you don't you. have to be a professional to enter into that. Any Anyone can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Awesome. Mm. And then will that Oceana division, will the winner of that potentially be offered a pro card or is yes. it only yes, sorry, pro I've... cards offered to just the open height classes? Yes, that's right. I forgot to mention. And if you win the Oceana, you get the pro card in that. Wow. Okay. So there's going to be a number of cards handed out this season. Yep. Well, well, it, well no, it depends on how many um, entries in each height class. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, if we get, um, say, 30 in bikini for opens, yeah, we're probably talking four high classes. But if you went in and get, say, uh, 17, uh, that's only two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it gets what, what if someone wins the open class and the Oceania? Like, I guess that's, yeah, that's that fine. possible. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's possible. Yeah. And also, um, people, you don't need to take your pro card. We always say that we offer each open height with their pro card. And I've over the years had, I think, only two, but I've had two people um, say, yeah, look, I'm not ready for a pro card. So no reason at all. Yep, that's your decision. I support it and no problems. Yep. Wow. Okay, cool. And then for a number of those categories, they'll be competing in the morning. And then if they do decide to take their pro card and they are an overall winner, then they stay around for the night show to then enter into the pro show. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, another way to look at the whole day, let me um, actually begin with this almost, is when you compete overseas, a lot of these shows are over two days or they're a very long one day where you're still there at like 3 a.m. in the morning. So just allow for this is what happens overseas all the time and you're traveling to what is your event um, that normally is a, a one day event, but look at like um, oh, so many different sporting events that are held over days. Um, you know, look at it like that. It's just like uh, the Olympic swimming program. What's that over six days? And they're, they're competing every day, some people. Um, so look at it that way. Go, okay, well, that's what it is. It's, it's over these two days and I need to prepare and I need this and that and that. And if you just have the mindset of, and this could change, that could change, but I'm okay with that, you'll do really well and you won't, you won't sweat the small stuff. Like we've got that many people backstage and that can help out with any problem. I don't know whether we've ever had a problem where, say, something's busted, someone's tans, this or hair, this, this buckle, this whatever, this strap, all gets fixed. It all gets fixed. So never panic about that sort of thing. Um, almost intentionally leave something behind to so say, oh, damn it, I knew I'd leave something behind. <laughs> don't, but don't leave your outfit behind. Well, actually, we, we had a guy turn up without an outfit on the weekend. We found one for him. There you go. It's like, what are you doing turning up today? <laughs> yeah, well, can I buy an outfit? No. <laughs> so we made it happen. Yeah. My client, Nikki Simpson, uh, she, she went to strike a side chest and her heel actually broke. The bottom part oh, of her heel yeah, actually that, that snapped happens. off. I didn't even, I couldn't even tell from the crowd. She just, you know, kept together, but she came off stage, you know, with this half broken shoe. Luckily she actually brought two pairs of shoes. So sometimes it is a case of just double up with your shoes, with your bikinis, whatever it may be, because you never know what can happen on show day. 100%. Um, but mind you in saying that, don't don't go to the point of getting two of everything. Because <laughs> some of the girls I saw were getting their boyfriends to bring the, the suitcases downstairs and they looked like they weighed a ton. <laughs> so like, just be mindful that you don't need to bring everything and the kitchen sink. <laughs> and uh, Jason, so one of those first questions about nationals is actually from a first time nationals competitor. And they're asking, what is some advice if I'm attending my first nationals event? And how does a nationals event, you know, compare to just your average state show and kind of some advice for if they're traveling as well to this to this show? Yeah. OK, well, the, the biggest difference is you're, you're going for an Australian title. Now, for some people, it's not about going for the Australian titles. It's just doing how how well can I do or it's just I want to compete in Australian titles. Um, so everyone's there for a different purpose because I, I know not everyone there is going to win. As in, they're not going there because that's my purpose. My purpose is I just want to get up there on stage and see where I am across Australia. And I always say that the, the winning is putting the best version of you on stage. And if you go with that mindset, you just can't lose. It's as simple as that. Um, and that actually will come in with one of our questions coming up. 
to expect that, yeah, for those going without Australian title, yeah, you're up against other states. So you get to see all the other bodies from the other states and really gauge where you are and you'll meet new people. Like this sport and the community that we've built here in Queensland, let alone um, what we've, we'll do with the Australians, is uh, you become friends for life. You end up with friends all around the country because everyone's just so helpful and polite and chatty backstage. It's, it's, it's just fantastic. It's the one thing I actually miss about my shows is because I see them, I'm not at the back and, um, you know, um, chatting and talking and handshaking and high-fiving and, yeah, I'm, I'm side of stage. I, I really miss that bit. Yeah, it's definitely something special if you can get a backstage pass and uh, experience the backstage atmosphere because it's, it's certainly different to the crowd. Both are great. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And just on the backstage, because I do get asked about this, look, um, you only get one backstage pass because it's not a big backstage. It used to be massive. And even when it was massive, you guys probably remember, even when it was massive, the three badminton courts, we still had that thing packed. Um, and, you know, if everyone asks for just one extra backstage pass, that's another 300 bodies backstage. They're free as well. For You get one, like, free backstage pass, unlike yeah. other federations where... I think yeah. that's how they try and limit the numbers backstage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, yeah, and we've all the backstage food and drink, and we don't mind the um the backstage shoppers having that. Uh, we've always done that. So um, yeah, it's it's a kind of bit of a um not so much privilege. I'm not sure what word is, but well, I suppose it's a privilege to go backstage. It's kind of like if you went to the Olympic Games, as uh, you know, your daughter or son's in the Olympic Games, you're not going backstage. <laughs> at, at, at best, the coaches. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, so just on the topic um, of nationals and handing out pro cards, someone's actually asked, will there be a wellness pro card at nationals this year? No, no. So um, the next division, if any, that I feel um, would be swimsuit. Um, but swimsuit's massive up here. It's just not as big around Australia and the world as it is here. But I just feel the next one to go would have to be the swimsuit. Wellness is just so brand new. We've got to develop it first. Mm-hmm. Make sure all the girls that are going in are going, yep, that is in it. For, that's that's me. And pretty much all the girls that entered um, on, on the weekend were pretty much all, you know, spot on. Um, needed a few um, of them just to come in a little bit touch tighter. But they certainly met the criteria. It was really good. And what is the criteria now that for wellness, given that it is such a new division? Yep. Um, and I think if we use the three winners that uh, won the 23s and the two open classes, that's that sets the criteria, which is a stronger lower half over the the, um, the upper half. If your upper half, your shoulders, your your lat spread, um, your capped shoulders matches your the the good grade out of quad sweeps and glutes you got, well, that's sports. But if you're just really dominant in the quads and the glutes, and they overpower your shoulders. Well, that's wellness. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm. And we're not looking for um, uh, muscle separation. Maybe the faintest of muscle separation. Um, but the old, the idea is that you are pretty much all between bikini and sports. Mm-hmm. And with the progression is that those girls in wellness were also looked at in sports. And that's how it should be. Yeah. And it's kind of like girls that win really hype in sports should be looking getting placings in fitness as well. And those girls getting placed in fitness really well should be looking at going into figure. Mm-hmm. Perfect progressions. Yeah. And with figure, because here in Queensland, especially in other states as well, they have the differentiation between Miss Figure and now Figure Classic. Do you see in future them ever rewarding a pro card for Figure Classic? No, again, it's numbers. Um, yeah, look, they, I know some. Um, well, if you look at other federations in the states, they've they've stopped the girls from actually posing. Like mm. all they do is classic. Like you do all that gym work, and all you do is do a front pose and a back pose, as in just mm. standing there. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll keep them separate because we'll never take away from Miss Figure and the girls strutting their stuff with five muscularity poses. <laughs> okay. Mm. 
Great. Um, next question is, will they be drug testing every winner at ICN Nationals? We have a huge program coming for the Nationals. Right. Yeah, okay. huge. Uh, we're talking a lot of tests. Okay, excellent. That's more than we've ever, ever, ever done by country mile. Yeah, I think often on that note, like a lot of people, not a lot, I don't want to speak for, for everyone, but I think some people are so overawed by the conditioning and the muscularity of some competitors and they, they might be fresh into the, the bodybuilding scene that they are, their honest instinctiveness is to say, hey, that person must be on drugs, when yeah. in reality it's it's very achievable naturally, not for everyone, but it just indicates the supreme work that they've put in to the process. Yeah, and and look, I've got myself down to um, competition um, fat levels, and uh, sorry, I just used food, you know, like and, and but mind you, I'll never forget. I used to have a, um, a supplement shop at Jiba, and one of my workers one day I'm walking through, and um, he goes, "Geez, you're looking pretty lean." He said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Just changed my diet up a bit." He goes, "Oh yeah, right, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> You you work with me six days a week. You're like, oh, and now all of a sudden after years, you think I'm taking something. Um, but also, can I say, um, is I, used to, I went to Brisbane State High School. And um, back in the day, I remember this guy, Paul Bacon was his name. And he in grade nine was shredded. He was a walking anatomy chart. It was just like, oh, my goodness, look at you. Now, do you think of 14-year-olds taking gear? You know, taking something to shrink them up. No, there's freaks among us. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that, you know. Um, and I've been around too many sports uh, for, the, she's 35, 40 years. And there's just freaks, you know. Mm -hmm. I wish I was one of those freaks, you know. And like, like you know, like I, I can out, I can outlift someone um, that trains with me who's got bigger arms, but I haven't got his arms as big. So, you know, like, it's just, that's that's just genetics. You know, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And you always got to give it to, to first timers who are brand new to this sport and they're still even learning the vocabulary but let's say that someone really is a genetic freak and they start going to the gym and they are just putting on muscle mass at a very fast rate and then people start asking them these questions of are you enhanced or do you take gear or do you use peds and they, they just have this big question mark on their face they're like what does that even mean <laughs> what is gear uh so i've always thought that's pretty funny as well because they're just confused <laughs> and, and look don't get me wrong because um you know i hate it when i see the question out there is you know that they, they're they're on drugs they're doing this or doing that and like well, hang on a second. How do you know that, right? But yeah, just um, uh, oh, sorry. Our sport is no, not unlike any other sport where there are cheats. It's as simple as that. Rugby league, hundred meter running, swimming, um, uh, just every, literally every sport. Um, and we all do our best to try and catch, uh, and that's all we can do. Yeah, it's like, uh, and that was my point. It's like, well, it's only this only happens in bodybuilding. No, every sport that we're always trying to catch the cheats. You know. Simple and what's that. what's the ramification for people who do cheat and they get caught? For well, you, get a, you get a five-year ban. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because we do accept people five years taking drugs in five years, but prefer them not to. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. yeah. And do you and, make it public knowledge as well? Uh, yep. It has to go on the Asada web, um, the Wada Asada website. Wow. Very interesting. Yep. Yeah, but I, if anything. Perhaps like there should be even less cheats in bodybuilding compared to any other sport because bodybuilding's unique in that sense that there are two streams. 
There is a purposely an enhanced yeah. stream that everyone knows about. Yep. And then there's a natty stream. Exactly. The other and, other sports don't have enhanced streams. Yeah. And exactly. It's, 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 I, I wish there was the Olympic Games for all the enhanced ones. Let's see how crazy you get. It's <laughs> like six seconds. <laughs> but say, okay, go that way and then go this way. And that's why we have very few people that we pick up uh, positive tests. Mm. As simple as that. Like, like we do hundreds of tests and very few come back with um positives. Yeah. Because there's two streams. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So this next question relates to the LED screen and everyone who attended the show will probably be in awe of that screen. It's, um, when, what year did you start putting putting that one? Was it 2019 or No, no, no. There was, oh, geez, was it last, uh, season A last year or was it season B? Season B 2020. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, season B 2020. Yeah, so that's um five five seasons now, and um I just love it, and uh, just trying to get different graphics happening and whatnot. But look, totally aware that the issue with the photography, especially on your own camera, is very um, tough. Uh, the professional pictures come back amazing. In actual fact, if you open up the link, the very first picture is a podium shot with a very bright back screen, but you can see the competitors easily. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're going to do is a couple of things we're going to look at. One is moving the podium slightly forwards and some staging back, uh, just so there's um, some gap between the um, the LED screen and the podium. But that's not for the photographer, that's actually more for the spectators to do. But the second thing is when we do the presentation, after we do the explosion um, that happens when uh, first place gets their trophy, we'll cut that back to just a, um, a still screen and one that's majority black. Mm. Okay, so I'll, I'll do something like that. Um, that'll help people with their um, own photography on the cameras. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did find on the day where, because sometimes when the uh, images would transition, there was like a, a black, blackish gray screen. Yes. If I managed to snap a photo in that transition period, it was great quality. Yeah. But as soon as it got a bit too bright, it would, yeah, it would darken out. Yeah, and like I said, um, the, the professional photos are fine. They're perfect, but um, I'll work on um, doing that so that the spectators can get better shots. Cool. So this next one says, at Nationals, what do the judges want in a bikini front pose? And the reason why this person's asking this question is because there is a bit of discrepancy between the bikini front poses between each state. Some states are gravitating more toward rewarding a front pose, which looks more like the IFBB bikini front pose, which someone could argue is more of a side pose. Yeah. Because so for competitors who are traveling here, to Queensland Nationals, where a lot of the bikini and the swimsuit girls, they pose more front on. What should girls from other states be doing in Nationals? Okay, what we're going to do is because girls in other states, because they do yeah, they be doing outfit and other fed, they have, have gravitated towards what looks more like a side pose. We're going to allow that. Um, so we're not going to ask them to go front on, but I'm going to challenge those girls that are doing side poses or very twisted poses to challenge having a look at themselves front on. Because on, on the weekend, I was watching one girl in particular, when she did, um, it was in sports and fitness, and when she did a balanced front on pose, hips dead set forwards, toes out to show quad sweeps and the back nicely flared, OMG, what a pose. And then she would go into a more of a, a twisted pose or a just a different pose the, the quads went off you were i mean why, why are you doing that like you, you were so balanced and i i changed another girl um a couple of years back 
they said, you realize the way you're twisted there, I know you, you're showing a very small waist, you know, thin waist on the side, but where's your quads gone? And this is even in bikini. Like we reward quads in bikini. We don't, we don't want straight you know, lines in the legs, but if you've got some out of quad sweep to show that you squatted, that you deadlifted and whatnot, show them off, you know, like don't hide them. And, and as soon as you go to twist or go into a side pose, you, your, your quads are gone. You've lost the opportunity to show us those quads. If you can get your back out, you show us the X factor because that's what we're looking for, that X factor coming down from the shoulders, down to the, the, the thin waist, and then out through the outer quads. And um, the number of girls are gone, that's just such a strong pose. Why, why aren't you doing that? Oh, the thin waist. Yeah, but you've got the thin waist and no quads, like <laughs> zero quads. This front pose is your absolute opportunity to show those quads off. Mm. Yeah, so girls in other states, if you're listening to this, challenge yourself. Get yourself in your bikini, get yourself in your sports outfit and go, yeah, wow, I've actually got some quads and, well, I can get my back out. Like, this is a strong pose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, with the, again, I go back to this other girl. I did said the, she kept on going to the other position so often. I'm wondering whether or not the judges were going to give the the the, um, the placing that where I thought she was going to place. And she, she got it. But I was like, geez, I tell you what, if you had just not got in that pose as much as you did, you were probably lucky. Because if she'd never hit that pose, actually, if she'd never hit the front pose, I don't reckon she would have maybe got the place she got. Mm. And that's how that's how good that front pose was of her. Mm. It's just that good. Yeah. So let's say hypothetically, if there is going to be a bikini lineup and half of the girls are doing that IFBB front pose, which is basically a side pose, and the other half are more front on, should those competitors be prepared for you to potentially say on the mic, Everyone, can you just face front on in a front pose if you want the judges to really compare everyone evenly? Should someone be prepared for that? Uh, look, I would be prepared for it, okay? Just be prepared. Uh, we, we do this. Look, I, I say to the girls at posing class, you can challenge that's what looks like more towards a side pose, but I'm telling you right now, in Queensland, Vincey's going to say, I want to see a front pose. Mm. He's going to say, I want to see a front pose. I mean, the, 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 we've got judges from South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland on the table. So we, if ever we get to a point where we go, look, we really need to change this up and have a look at front pose, I will then verify with all judges from all states and say, this is what we think we need. What do you think? And then we'll come back on the mic to, if we need to make a, a, a change and ask them for that. But definitely, look, have one in your arsenal and go, okay, well, this is the one I've got. But I'm telling you right now, of the, say there's 50 girls, 100 girls that are probably going to be in those model categories. And 50 of them are not doing a, um, a real front on pose. I'm challenging those 50. Try it. Have a look. Because I'm telling you, eight out of 10 times, it's looking great up front on. Mm. Yeah, you're missing your quads. And especially if you've got quads. Yeah. And in the back pose as well, because I'm aware that in Western Australia for ICN, the girls right now are posing more of the IFBB bikini back shot where they actually have their hair down their back with their hands on their thighs. If those girls are coming over to Queensland for nationals, should they be prepared in a back pose to put their hair over their shoulder, put their arms up, really show off their back? Uh, yeah, in, in sports, fitness and bikini, uh, you will have your no hair covering um, because that's wellness. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. If you want to do, if you want to have your back covered, um, jump into wellness. Okay. Excellent. And uh, another question here was just talking about how important is conditioning for the ICN bikini category? And this season, do they seem to be favoring more of a softer look in the bikini category, or are they starting to actually favor a leaner, harder look? 
Um, no, we've always uh, – the girls actually have gravitated and moved the goalposts over the years. If I go back 16 years when I were in my first show, uh, our sports mall, none of them get a place in bikini. Not even close. <laughs> Not a chance, yeah. Um, is that the girls have pushed the boundaries. And um, we see that with the, the winners and just, to, just how unbelievable the bodies are. But with bikini, definitely tone. Um, when you've got the rear pose, we don't mind a bit of strength in the rear pose because when you put your arms up like that, you're lean. You're going to pop a little bit of muscle out. But if you then turn around and all of a sudden we're seeing um, everything else is popping out as well, we're going, you're in the wrong division. You know. Um, the other one also is that um, we don't mind a slight line in the abs. We don't want abs per se. Okay, that you're going to have some definition around the outside, most likely just coming into the fore. Um, uh, but, you know, I, in, in, I think I've said it on this program before. In Darwin one year, we gave a girl who had a ripping four-pack in bikini because everything else was perfect. Like, I just, I've never seen anything like it. I was like, how have you got a ripping four-pack and everything else is perfect bikini? Um, and there was a girl on the weekend that had a fair bit of – um. Uh, wouldn't say wouldn't say abs, but certainly was starting to show. But the rest of the body was just perfect bikini. There was no cap delts with um you know coming in with lines. There was no lines in the legs, um, the hammies, you name it. There was nothing. Um, so you know we got to judge what's up there and just um yeah because a lot of girls in have said for sports of fitness, oh I haven't got a six pack, I can't do it. No, that's one body part, mm. and not everyone gets a six pack. You know when I get super lean, I get four at best. Simple as that. I'd love to be uh, Dexter Jackson and have an eight pack, but uh, yeah, no, it just doesn't happen to everyone. So we've got to look at the body and go right. Have a look at all the body parts and how's that looking. But definitely bring tone to bikini. That is for sure. Great. This next one says, why is picking a division to stay in important compared to trying to do them more? Okay, I, I'm going to guess that's relating to the the model divisions. Would you think? I think, I think potentially the model divisions, but also like maybe a male trying to do like fitness and classic and, and men's yeah, physique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let me do the girls first. Uh, the reason why not to do them all is because you can't fit them all. You're, you're wasting a division. And, you know, we had two girls with a week to go at posing classes. And I said, what division are you doing? Cause I, I saw her entry and she was in bikini. I went, uh, uh-uh, you're not, you're not doing bikini. No, 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 no. You, you, you we got to move you. Um, that's a totally wasted entry. And, um, you know, she won a sports division. Um, you know, she was just simply not bikini, but that's where she thought she was. So if you're in, if you're putting an entry in all three, um, send us photos. Um, if you're not getting posting classes, send us photos because you just simply can't be all three. Now, some girls do do swimsuit um, just for the fun of it because they just want to do swimsuit, but they're sports and fitness girls. We let them know you're probably not going to place. And if you do, it's going to be probably, you know, like the, the third, fourth, fifths at best. Because um, if you've got a sports fitness body, um, you're not going to fit the perfect criteria for um, for swimsuit. Yeah, and you, you you simply can't be fitness and bikini. I mean, look at you know Montana. You're not putting Montana who just won on the weekend into bikini. <laughs> Even though she's that. wearing a bikini, Montana's not yes, bikini. Yeah. <laughs> she's not bikini diva. Yeah, this is not happening. Yeah, so Montana was to do that. You go because oh, I just don't know. I don't know. It's a wasted entry. It's mm-hmm. a total waste. Yeah. And I think perhaps like that, that's more of a common occurrence if someone's new to the sport or it's one of their very first shows. But usually after people get a taste for it, they really see, okay, which division does my physique suit best? Unless it's a case that they are in the position to outgrow that division, then it's probably best that they really hyper-focus their training purely for that division so they could really develop into that division. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah very, very much so. Yeah. And, and also the other thing also is, um, 
you know, we, we, we try to guide best where to put you in. Like, we don't try and give you a bum steer. Oh, do bikini. Why should we do bikini? Oh, blah, blah, blah. No, well, this is what, hang on, let me, let me use a better example. We had a girl in 2000, oh, she's probably 2010. She came to us and screaming women's bodybuilding. Like, just unbelievable, this body. She goes, I'm Miss Figo, I'm Miss Figo. Okay, you can do it, but I'm telling you right now, you're not going to place well because you are just the most beautiful women's bodybuilding body. Unbelievable, right? She got third with us, uh, or fourth, well, either way, was third or fourth, and not happy, went to A and B back in the day, and got worse. Yeah, because you're bodybuilding. Like, we really do try and steer you in the right direction to make sure that you um, get the best experience on the day because you're in the right divisions. But then what can also happen, and this, this was my point, is depending on what you do on the day, because I see uh, from time to time and, and almost every show, someone I saw last week at, the, um, at posing comes on stage looking totally different. It's like, what did you do in the last 24 hours? And, yeah, you're now not placing because it's a different body. Um, so just be that, – that, that, happen, that, that happens often. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like writing an, an awesome assignment and get, giving a great presentation, but it doesn't actually fit the criteria yeah. for what for what you're yeah. being marked on, and you yeah. don't get yeah. marked very well. I, I never forget um, a guy came into my studio, um, ready to um, uh, register, and it was the Wednesday, and he was ripped. I mean, he was good, and he goes, "Mate, I haven't even started to carve up yet, and uh, I'm starting that tonight." And I'm thinking, "You're carving up for five days. Oh my goodness, this is not going to end well." Yeah, got a third. Yep, mm. yep. Just, just was just. Like, did you forget to diet? Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can give we can give direction, but then all of a sudden you do something different and it changes your body on the day. Well, that's well, you've changed the body. Mm. Yeah. And actually, just a question about women's bodybuilding: is that perhaps a goal for ICN in the future to keep trying to develop and build that uh, division to be more? competitive or to, to attract more numbers um i've got to go back to um the men's one on that last question but on this one that you've digressed for me uh, <laughs> uh t is um no look, women's bodybuilding will be what it is um it's very rare for women's for, for females genetics to develop that women's bodybuilding look um it's just simple as that like if you look at all the bodies on the, on the stage on the weekend how many look like um, uh, women's bodybuilding just the one that was on the saturday in women's bodybuilding yeah. All those other bodies just simply didn't look like women's bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that full muscle bellies, you know, that just – it's just a different look. There's two girls up Sunshine Coast kind of, um, out of the same gym. Their leg sizes are exactly the same, but one looks like a bodybuilder, one looks like a figure. Interesting. Genetics. Yeah, I mean, their bodies, like, size-wise identical, but their muscle bellies completely different. Mm-hmm. That's your difference, yeah. And so to go back for males to do what divisions – Men's bodybuilding, again, we're looking for, like women's bodybuilding, that full muscle bellies. If you take that full muscle belly look into men's physique, you're probably not going to do well and certainly not do well in men's fitness either because we're not looking for the big units in men's fitness. You can do men's bodybuilding and phys- classic physique and still do well if you look like a classic physique body. And not everybody's got a classic physique-looking body. Um, be, it by, be it a bodybuilder or be it a men's physique competitor. Not everyone suits classic physique. Um, but, geez, I tell you what, Jack, you included, geez, I'd love to get every classic physique winner we've had over the last few years up on stage at one time. Oh, man, you, Tom, uh, just uh, um, Nick, uh, um, oh, God, Anthony, um, oh, what's Anthony's last time? I've got blank. It would be just, it would just imagine that lineup. That would be mm. just fully sick. Um, and then uh, well, just on, 
I'm so, planning on 2024 to put it out there. So any okay. classic physique winners come come yep. join me. Yeah, <laughs> come it. challenge me. Come on. Um, and then um, classic physique. Yeah, if you if you got that big full muscle belly, you may get a placing, but it's going to hurt you if you look like a bodybuilder. Those big round chests, big biceps, and yeah, it it can hurt you. Um, I know in the states they've um I think the NPC or something they've actually got classic. Uh, physique um, under 205 and over 205 because a lot of the big boys want to do that and wear shorts rather than just being be budgie smugglers so that that forced their hand to do that um, we're not there yet but um, there are certainly guys that should be doing bodybuilding that are doing men's physique and we let them know that have you seen this i think it's with inba i saw it at the inba global like show in in romania and they had like this athletic bodybuilding where it wasn't quite bodybuilding but it was like an athletic version of of bodybuilding, which and they had classic in addition to that, which I thought was interesting. It was for like a, a smaller version of a bodybuilder. It was more athletic looking. Oh right, no, I didn't see yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, that, that's men's fitness. Yeah, I know that's what I was thinking. They're <laughs> calling it something different, but I think I think because I know classic has some people do um and ah about it, but I in that like they say that all all natural bodybuilders are classic, but I think as years have continued for classic like there definitely are people who look more classic than others in terms of their structure just like there's genetic variation for women's bodybuilding women's figure like the same that's almost like the discrepancy between maybe um, men's bodybuilding and and classic physique yep yep absolutely and you know we we don't want to just bring on divisions just for the sake of bring on divisions like seriously we don't need any more divisions and uh, you know we had 135 divisions on the weekend sorry i should say categories right but then we had 135 divisions on the on the weekend and 10 overalls um so it was 650 664 trophies and some 400 medals we went through yeah yeah and uh, um i'll tell you a little little fun fact because you don't know what happens behind the scenes um, I had a feeling we'd miss because I, I, um, I divvied up. Uh, sorry, I split the divisions up, and I went. Oh, I'll do these last two because you know we try to make the divisions not too not too big and not not too small, right? Because we like rewarding people for all their hard work. And I overdid it by two divisions, and I had this feeling Sunday morning I'd, I'd stuffed up, and so we went and counted the trophies, and we were we were tw- um, ten trophies short. So uh, luckily from last year, I had so many left over. I had to send the daughter-in-law and son back home and they're building trophies and racing them back over at Sleeman Centre where I did have enough labels left over. Um, yeah, so and no one saw anything go wrong. That's good. <laughs> and not wow. that anything did because we, we, you know, we, 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 we saved the day. Mm. <laughs> oh, That's there's incredible. So, there's, there's so many moving parts of this show. It is not funny. Mm. Well, actually, there you go. I'll digress for a second um, because you've got there. It's how many volunteers help pull the show together. Well, they're not volunteers. They're all staff. We, we, they, they, we pay them all because they do such an amazing job. And without them, the show just wouldn't go on. And um, we literally have the same staff year in, year out. Uh, they're just so wonderful. Um, and me being on the mic all day long, I can't look after all them. And they just do the most amazing job. You know, like I look over there, there's Rory got the next person ready. Bang. I didn't do anything. Rory did that. Um, Kenny did that. Um, Matt, Craig, um, you know, the trophy girls, just amazing. Um, the front of house staff, rego staff, um, judges. Um, and then, you know, sound and lighting, staging, um, catering. Um, oh, don't get me started about catering. But anyway, we'll get, we'll get that right after 16 years eventually. Um, and that's not us. Like, we, the one thing that really annoys me is when I get complaints about catering because that's a reflection of our show. And I'm sorry, people, we've got no control over that. It's really annoying sometimes. And that's their job. Just get it right, people, please. 
yeah, that's right. That's my rant. <laughs> well, it, it definitely does take a village, but yeah, it just it just goes to show just how much teamwork really goes on yeah. to really and, bring all these shows together. Yeah, and, and setting it up, I I tried to work out um, the man hours to set up the show. I think I worked out to be about two hundred. Because um, we'll use like between you know catering systems use their people you know um, stage sound lighting um, you know uh, the LED screen um, just plasticking uh, putting the trophies together it, it's at least two hundred hours yeah to to put the, just put that yeah. together last in one day yeah mm. but it doesn't go unnoticed obviously all of the work that goes into ICN as a whole even here in Queensland alone like. I honestly, you guys are far beyond any other federation that I know that like every single weekend, multiple posing workshops, you know, all of the updates on that Kirsten does on social oh. media with Instagram. It's just incredible. Oh, look, um, and thank you for noticing because we do put our heart and soul into it. And let me just say that with Kirsten, oh my goodness, how good is she? Yeah. Um, yeah, people, I do not do Instagram. That is Kirsten's role, and she is amazing. Literally, like a full time job with all the posts oh, going on. She, she's next level. She is just amazing. So if you want to tag us or send stuff to her, she'll put it up. I mean, the content we put up is what either we can find or what you send us. So if you want to to send us something, send us something. You know, mm -hmm. ask Kirsten, can you can you put this up either in stories or we might put it up on the main page. No problems at all. So don't think we favour any coaches, people. Oh yeah, don't think that at all. That's what people send to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you want to be on the ICN story, just tag ICN Queensland in your stories and she's always there prompt reposting things and supporting everyone. So Yep, absolutely. She is the bomb. Well, we have this next question and I, I believe it's from a figure competitor. It says extreme conditioning in figure competitors. Will extreme condition beat good size and average conditioning? Uh, look, it's a good question, but it's a question for every single muscular division. Mm. So whether it's men's bodybuilding, classic physique, physique, um, men's fitness, Miss Figure, and also Miss Classic. Okay, for all those divisions, no, extreme conditioning just doesn't win it. It's the package. Um, this person also said, does extreme conditioning beat good size and average condition? Well, what's average? You know, average like, could be someone in the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more the point is has the extreme condition does it look amazing with the right amount of muscle versus say the person next to him be it girl or guy condition uh, division with more muscle but very good conditioning would probably beat someone who is just ripped and there's nothing else mm. yeah it's not a dieting contest yeah we are dieting we're getting lean but you know at the expense of muscle um, it's kind of like me when I get lean, I lose my arms. I don't have big arms in the first place. And it's got to be a point where I go, well, if I just keep losing more weight, I'm going to have twigs, you know, like, and that's where I've got to kind of, kind of say to myself, you know, you've got to stop here and take the chance with the size, with good conditioning, great conditioning, but not super conditioned. Mm. And I'll give you a good example. On the weekend, Nick and Masashi, uh, Masashi in men's uh, physique, um, very conditioned, very conditioned. But Nick had enough condition and just outsized him like huge. So we gave him the win in that gold class. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to say that's where like with coaching, it's it's an art and a science because if you just keep dieting someone, which is like, I guess, the science aspect kind of ignores what bodybuilding is or physique sports is, which is also the, the balance of everything together. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that actually ties really nicely into this next question that we had. And because at the end of the day, it's about who shows up and what are the judges being presented with 
in a lineup because yeah. from that they have to form their placings. And that just goes to show that judges, they, they really do face a, a tough job sometimes. Like judging mm. can be a really tough role. And sometimes judges do get a little bit of flack from competitors or coaches or spectators, you know, arguing that that was the wrong call. But we just wanted you to actually speak to that topic and kind of, you know, uh, back up judges and saying that, like, they're doing their best job. Yeah. And it is not it's, it's easy to be a, um, a backseat driver, easy to be an armchair critic. It's not an easy job um, to, to judge. And you know, like uh, I sit there and listen to them and, you know, I'm national judging um, director for ICN. So I'm there to sort of like, you know, help them point in the right direction, make sure that uh, is that on criteria, think about the criteria. And we work really good as a team. And we had a, um, a decision uh, there the other day where a couple of the judges were like going this way. And one of the Google, uh, one, one of the judges said this, and I said, well, that's a really good point. And then they tossed it backwards and forwards for 20 seconds. I went, yeah, you're right. And actually, that's the way we've got to go. That's right. And then they have some really good debates and trying to get it right. Like I, I, I do um, all the feedback because I listen to the judges. Believe it or not, there's 300 competitors, but we can literally remember you all as long as we've got one a photo. And sometimes we don't even need a photo um, because we've looked at you that many times and that often. Um, and if I, if I um, get stuck, I'll, I'll get on to them because I listen to them. I listen and I can like we can literally remember all the conversations we have. Um, it might seem crazy, but we just can. And then you throw us a photo. We go, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, bang. Um, I had a competitor um, last uh, season actually said, can I catch up? Because I want to go through and I want to know what my direction is. Um, I said, no worries. Well, we pulled up all of the photos. And as we did, there was some um, uh, podium uh, photos. And uh, she goes, OK, so how do these girls place it? And I went through each one, and so I'm pointing my fingers. I'm doing it. You guys can see me today, can't because it's radio. Um, and she goes, "Ah, oh, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." And you know, it's it kind of is clear once you start going, "Ah, oh, yeah." And look, the tough one is, and I go back to that over 50s in fitness or sports. I can't remember which one it was. And we were just trying to work out. Well, she's got this. This lady's got this, and this lady's got this, and she's got that strength and that strength and this weakness and that weakness and this strength. And you got to try and put it all together. It's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy when someone's got a, a ripping set of quads, but no back. The other person's got a back and, and no quads. And which way do you go? It, it's it's like it's and he's a little bit more conditioned, but oh, the size and this and that. It sometimes is not easy. Sometimes it just presents itself. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget a massive lineup of um uh, teenagers or twenty ones back in the day, ten years ago. As they walked out on stage, about twelve of them, we just went, oh, there's first, second, third, fourth, fifth. It was just like that. It was just like a no-brainer. They hadn't even posed. Yeah. Sometimes it falls like that, and sometimes you just sit there and go, shit, which way do we go? Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. So what would be your best advice then for particularly a competitor who they just don't quite understand why a certain call was made or why they perhaps placed on a certain spot on the podium? Like, how should they then approach that? Should they email you and ask directly for feedback? Yep. So um, this one's an interesting one over the years. Um, I want to go back to, um, oh, it's back 10 years ago when, uh, I can't remember his name. I was only telling someone this story yesterday. And we're walking around towards my shop and um, he goes, oh, mate, my mum and dad and my family really thought I had third. And I said, I'll just call him Bruce. I can't remember his name. I said, Bruce, mate, you are clearly fourth. And <laughs> he just looked at me and went, I was, was I said, yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, and then I explained a few things, say, uh, okay. And I had this other guy that one year because he had involvement with the show 
and competed and got um, like fifth. Anyway, I said, dude, like you were like five kilos too heavy. Actually, I think it was even more. Anyway, came back two years later. I didn't recognize him because he dropped that whatever he needed. I think it was more 10 kilo. And um, yeah, and but mind you, my point is he got the shits. He got the shits and bagged us and then comes back two years later, ripped as wins, mm. you know, and, and that's the thing is email us, uh, ask us questions and, and just like I've got um, a mate of mine who competed in the uh, the first Sunshine Coast show and he got some thirds and fourths. And he, he comes up to me and goes, well, right, what do I need to do? I said, mate, you were all over the shop with your pose. It was like, stop, stop, stop. Oh, you know, I was just nervous, blah, blah, blah. His posing cost him. Um, and he got that, so he went away and worked on it. So um, come and ask us because we can normally give you exact reasons why. And if you can't see that, well, there's not much we can do. But like a lot of the times it's either posing or you just weren't lean enough um, or in bikini, you can actually be too lean, of course. Um, and sometimes it just tweaks. And, you know, like look at um, uh, Siobhan that won Miss Bikini in Brisbane Classic. Two weeks earlier, she got a fifth in um, the same division. Couldn't even crack a top three. And she came to us and I said, okay, what do I need to do? We gave her the feedback. She came back two weeks later. Boom, overall winner. Just smoked it. You know, uh, very close with um, um, Mia, um, those two. But, uh, yeah, and Mia made a couple of um, little things that we, we need to tweak next time. Um, yeah, it's, it's oh, the devil in the detail. Crazy, guys. Really is. Like getting that hair right, that um, uh, bikini swimsuit um, colours right, um, wearing the, the right – uh, level, uh, you know, the sidebands, um, just everything. You know, I can take the best competitor and you'll never know they've gone up and competed. Did you compete today? Yeah, I got last. How did you get last? Oh, well, we changed this, 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 this. I didn't look like I'd gone to the gym. <laughs> yeah, and yet you, you, can be, you can stand, it's, it, they could be standing there in front of you ripped and you can make them look just absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think also just to provide some people with reassurance, like we're not talking about someone who, you know, we think looks stellar and they got just a seventh place participation. Sometimes everyone competes to win, right? Or at the end yeah. of the day, like everyone wants to be up there and be competitive. And if you get second or third, it, it might be a case of you didn't necessarily do anything wrong or you really did come in at your best. It's just the case that someone else that was better beat you. Like, it is yeah. very, very competitive up there these days. It is. And, look, I go back to the, my first point. That it's the last point because I did one with, with Lawrence, as you guys know. It was my last point on there was what's the most important point is winning is putting the best version of you on stage. You, you've got to have that first and foremost because otherwise coming second, you, you're putting yourself in loser status. Okay, and, and second is amazing against these lineups, okay? Um, I mean, I know some of you out there are really gunning for the pro card and gunning for the win, and that's fine, because it's it's your choice and that's that's what your journey is, no problems at all. But if you get a second or a third, just come off and go, okay, I've got to ask the question and I'm going to go tackle the answer. So we come back and say, you probably need to be, you know, um, a kilo lighter or you were too ripped, that's okay, or my, I didn't get my back out. Um, I, you know, I had one girl, amazing back. And at posing class, OMG, like just gets it out, boom. On the day, she didn't get it out. I can't judge what I saw at posing class. Mm. Okay, we can't judge that. We've got to judge what you do on the day. You know, so that's the other thing um, that, that happens. Like the back pose is where so many people lose it, you know. And I know that um, there's a South Australian competitor. His front pose is just the most freakiest thing you, you see in men's bodybuilding. He does this sort of like a most muscular pose standing up and everything is just striated to the absolute. You turn him around, nothing, just absolutely nothing. And so he, he doesn't get the wins.
you know, he, he like we, we we judge what we see. And another to that point also is that's why some people can place differently from coming out one time to another time against a competitor. If you come out uh, one time just so nervous and you're not posing properly or you're in weak poses or just get stuff wrong and the other person's very similar body is just dynamite and doing everything, we'll get the win. But then all of a sudden, if you come out and just go, hang on a second, I've got this, come out with the energy, come out with the poses, come with the everything. Yeah, you could be that person. Absolutely. You know, if the body's better and you've just nailed a few things that you, you just got wrong in that, that previous division, no problems at all. And especially in the model divisions, because it's all about presentation. And bikini in particular, oh, my goodness, and swimsuit, it's presentation top to toe. And, you know, I've said on this um, podcast before, in 2016, I'm over there in Bali with um, Whitney Freeling, and Whitney comes out to me and goes, Jason! And I'm going, Whitney, what have you done? And she goes, I can't, I don't know, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. Her hair and she knew it and she was like oh my god it just made her look just off and she got down to the best she can but it cost her it cost her because it is presentation top to toe it, it put her symmetry out it put her look out um and there was a girl on the weekend that was lifting her head up in the front pose like like looking up the top row and it looked weird it throws your symmetry like that's what we say at posing classes keep the head neutral and if anything on the front pose you should be looking towards the judges it'll be the right level of um of head tilt um, and there was a, a couple of guys in uh, men's bodybuilding, was it? They were leaning so far back. From a judge's point of view, it just looked wrong. And you don't want to be leaning backwards because that's a negative. You want to be up and over. Um, you know, like you want to be on your front toes. If Literally, if you were to cut your, um, the, the balls of your feet off, you should fall over. That, that's the position you should have the weight of your body. And so many on the weekend in some men's divisions were leaning backwards in the front. I said, guys, what are you doing? Come on, up in front and over. Be be that, uh, that, you know, and as soon as you do it and lean forwards, you go, wow. It's like, hey, hey, you know, like, you're my face now. You're my grill. Yeah, get in the judge's grill. Mm -hmm. Be in the judge's grill. Be up and forward to them. Yeah, and on the topic of presentation, I'll even put my hand up as a coach. And something that I've actually learned with my female competitors is to ask every single question about the detail of what they're planning to do on show day in terms of their presentation. Cause yep. you may have seen their bikini color. You know, you've obviously seen their body a thousand times, you know, the jewelry they're wearing, the, their everything, but really just ask the question, how are you planning to have your hair and how are you planning to have your makeup on yep. show day? Because sometimes something can just go off. Like someone with very short hair can decide to do these tiny little curls and it's even shorter and it looks like a bob. Sometimes people do do weird fringes or like always just ask that question. And I recommend other coaches do too. Ask your female competitors in particular, how are you planning to have your hair and makeup on stage? Uh, so that if they say, oh, you know, I'm thinking about doing this two piggy tails, you know, with no. like, like, let's let's think about something different. <laughs> you, when presentation for hair and makeup, think about this. Go, go to the uh, news agents, if, if magazines even exist anymore these days, and have a look at the front covers. What are their hair? What's the hair doing? What's the makeup doing? There's nothing extreme. I always say, excuse me, always say, let your hair, makeup, your uh, your jewellery, et cetera, stand out, but don't let it be the standout. Because if we're looking at that going, oh, look at that crazy hairstyle, what are we not looking at? We're yeah. not looking at your body. All that hard work and you're making us look at your your, your outfit or your jewellery or your hair or um, the worst was a few years back um, and even Connie, a female judge, said, what is with all the eyelashes? We couldn't see their eyes all these big, big eyelashes. So don't do extremes of things. It's not your, your prom night. It's not your wedding day. Um, do do something we'd use every day. Um, don't do braids. 
you know, Braves, don't do Braves in any division. Maybe figure at best. Leave, leave the Braves. It's just a flowing, natural flow downwards. Don't have your fringe going up because if you have your fringe going up and do this in the shopping centre, look at someone and have a look where you look next. And if they've got hair going up above, I'll guarantee you that's where you look first before you come back down. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's so many tweaks you can do. Um, Guys, and I saw a few guys again with no makeup on their faces. Guys, you got a really dark tan, especially in men's fitness. It really throws out your balance. If you've got this white face and this brown body that, you know, it stops at the neck, um, get the face dark. And if you're bald um, like me, I, I, I do um, the darkest makeup I can find. You got to do it. It, it. Presentation. Excellent. Well, yeah, Jason, we are coming up on the end of today's podcast episode. But you know, one of the final questions that we actually have asked is, what are the future plans for ICN, and is there anything super exciting in the pipeline? Uh, probably the world shows coming up um, over the next few years. Um, getting round to, you know, from Korea to India to Czech Republic, just just different places to go to to compete in the world titles. And we'll also push next year um, some of our shows back a bit so that they get close to the world title. So there's not such of a gap as well. So that'll be pretty exciting. Um, and uh, not too sure where Australians will be next year, but uh, look, I am going to try and snag them as often as I can for Queenslanders, <laughs> but I can't make any promises. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, uh, division-wise, no, nothing super exciting because, you know, as I said, we're only going to bring a division on if we really, really have to, like we did for wellness. Completely agree with that decision, but nothing else big at this point in time. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, the tropics ending, you might not be able to answer this, but is, are there any plans of something replacing the tropics? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, Scotty's got it this year and next year. Um, a few people um, when he spoke to him, uh, he was going to stop the tropics. They said, "Oh, can you do two more years? Because I'm going to compete in 2023." And so he said, "Okay, I'll do this year and next year." Um, so, but I'm also secretly, quietly hoping that he gets to next year and go, "Ah, this one shall you? I can do this." <laughs> it was incredible this yeah. past year. Like I, I think that they were record record breaking numbers for all the competitors and the production and. Yeah, it was it was an incredible show uh, yeah. about two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like uh, we'll wait and see if he gets some good numbers next year. And he goes, oh, this is too exciting not to do. But he's also got a lot of other business interests and whatnot. He does. He's a very busy man, him and Kate. Very of busy. Course. Man, well, it might just have to be the case of, of course, many years ago you took over ICN Queensland. So maybe someone's going to have to take over from Scotty. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, look, and if it, if it is, it's it's going to be a local because it's just easier. You know, mm. and him being local has just been fantastic. He's done just a brilliant job with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, last question that we always end on, Jason, is uh, one thing that you learned this week. Um, it's actually been something I've been learning um, for the last few months because I'm helping a mate do a subdivision. And, oh, I am learning all about um, how the electricity works and how it comes underground and oh, what else, the, the, the unity water. Oh, just the everything. Oh, my goodness, it is so complex. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is like it's it's almost terrifying like he'll, he'll remember go, did you see that i said yeah how are you going to do that he goes i don't know it's just it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable. i mean and as much as i used to be a, a state member of parliament and know a lot of that sort of stuff that goes on when you go and dig in and have to actually have to do the um the nuts and bolts of it you don't realize like how deep it goes like it's mm-hmm. just crazy that's actually quite timely because yesterday afternoon, Jack and I's electricity went out and we've just moved into a new house and right. we actually have solar panels on the house and we're like, oh, maybe we just got to flick the switch. 
being in our first house with solar panels, there's so many different electrical boxes along the wall. We were trying to break into them all and flick switches. And we just, we did a quick Google and it turned out the whole area was out of power. So it wasn't just our house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you know, on on solar panels, um, in April, the grandson had his seventh birthday here at our place. And um, my son decided to put up a, uh, what's those those things you whack, those... um, Pinata. What are they? Pinata. Yeah, pinata, yeah. And so anyway, he jumped up on the roof to tie something up to hang it off. Anyway, he noticed the um the solar box had actually burnt out, like there was a fire there, right? And anyway, so we got someone in to fix it. Because I for, for many years, I'm thinking, geez, my, my electricity bill, this sucks. This solar's not working. It's not worth having. Anyway, so we worked out that this fire probably happened five, six, seven, eight years ago. Who knows? <laughs> and no one picked up on it. But, um, yeah, just watch with your solar panel. That if you're not getting your return, just go up there and just check to make sure it's actually working up on the roof. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Sun was a little bit too hot one day. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much once again, Jason, for joining us my, on the podcast. It's, it's always a joy. Uh, but if anyone wants to get in contact with you, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah. either uh, email is jason.woodforth at icompetenatural.com or the other one, which is queensland at icompetenatural.com uh, or phone me. Um, o- o- the, my number's on pretty much everything on the website, but it's 0403 498 Call me or send me a message. I, I get messages and calls all the time. No problems at all. Excellent. Otherwise, you will be hearing this guy on the mic in 10 days time at ICN Nationals, which is going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag bodybuilding dietitians, tag ICN Queensland, and we'll catch you next week. No worries. Thank you.